You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. family. It's Pastor Jason here. Thank you for joining us. Hey, I want to ask you a question. What's the first thing you're going to do when COVID-19 is over? Uh, Are you going to sit down and eat inside a restaurant? Uh, Will you take an airplane somewhere fun uh, and, and have a vacation and, and not have to worry about, um, you know, uh, airplane germs or, or whatever? Will, will you hug a friend without worrying about catching something? Will you drop your kids off at school and just sip your coffee at home in silence? right? That sounds pretty good. Or, or, or maybe it's that just that you'll delete Zoom from all of your devices, every single one of them, and you'll burn all your masks, right? <laughs> I, I honestly think I might do all those things when this is all over. Uh, once this pandemic passes, we're going to have to rebuild what life looks like for us. And I hear a lot of people talking about when things get back to normal, when things get back to normal, uh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, or when, when things go back to normal, I can get my old life back, right? And, I, and, and believe me, I understand the sentiment behind those statements. But the question I want to pose to you today is this. Is that really, really what you want? To go back, to relive in the future what was in the past. I've been spending a lot of time in the Old Testament prophets lately, and and that question reminds me of a story from the book of Haggai. Last week, we talked about how God, through Jeremiah, told the Israelites that they would be in exile for 70 years because of their unfaithfulness to him. The people of Israel had been worshiping God, Yahweh, in the temple that Solomon had built him. But right outside this beautiful, gorgeous temple... They were worshiping idols and other false gods. And some of the Israelites had even adopted the custom of child sacrifice to these gods. And God had had enough of their two-faced, phony worship. And God executed his judgment on Israel through Babylon, who came and turned Jerusalem, along with God's temple, into a pile of ash. And a massive amount of Israelites were taken into Babylon to live and work as exiles. So cut to 70 years later, Babylon has collapsed, and the world is now ruled by the Persians, right? And the Persians... Uh, allow any exiles who want to return home to go. So after 70 years in exile, the Israelites finally return home to Jerusalem. I mean, 
Think about what that must have felt like. I'm sure we will only feel a fraction of the joy that they must have felt when this pandemic is over. The joy that we will feel when this pandemic is over. I'm sure it will only be a fraction of what they felt. So the Israelites did what you would expect them to do. They, they started to rebuild. They started to rebuild their homes and their lives. Uh, they began rebuilding everything except God's temple. The temple of God, where the manifest presence of God came to be with his people still lay in ruins. And in fact, it must have laid in ruins for a while because uh, it must have been a while after the Israelites returned from exile because the Bible tells us that their homes were becoming quite fancy and elaborate. The Israelites were using all their time and resources to build things that they desired and ignored God. They were so focused on getting back to normal that they forgot that normal got them put into exile for 70 years. So God sends his prophet Haggai to remind them that getting back to normal wasn't the future for them he had in mind. Let's pick this up at Haggai chapter 1. We're going to read 2 through 12, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it's a little less wordy, uh, and I really want you to capture this story and how it relates to our current situation. Verse two says this, this is what the Lord of the heavens army says. This is, this is Haggai declaring the word of the Lord to these Israelites who are spending all their time and resources building their own homes and making them beautiful and elaborate. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. The people are saying the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat but are not satisfied. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but can't keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Look at what's happening to you. Now go up into the hills, bring down timber, and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You hoped for rich harvests, but they were poor, 
And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. Why? Because my house lies in ruins, says the Lord of the heaven's armies. While all of you are busy building your own fine houses, it's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills, a drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops, a drought to starve you and your livestock and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, these are the leaders of Israel at the time, and the whole remnant of God's people began to obey the message from the Lord their God. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So Haggai comes to the people with a message from God. And he shares with them that God is not pleased with how the return from exile is going so far. It's almost like God says to them, you're setting yourselves up on the same trajectory as your ancestors. You're building these luxurious houses for yourself, but my house still lays in a heap. You're buying tiles for your swimming pools and the foundation of what you're building on isn't in order. And the foundation is the most important part. In verse 6, God references that the Israelites have planted much but harvested little. You eat but are not satisfied. You drink but are still thirsty. You put on clothes but you can't keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you are putting them in pockets filled with holes. God says that you are trying so hard to get your life back to normal that you're forgetting that what you build your life upon matters. The foundation, the reason why your crops fail and your money is always gone is because you have not chosen to make me the foundation that it that this new life is built upon. I think what God is getting at here is that to be blessed by God, you have to be in a blessable position, which means putting him first, glorifying God first, making God the very foundation that everything else in your life is built upon. God is saying, no, no, people, don't go back to normal. Don't settle for normal. Let's build a better future together. 
but it's your choice. Haggai delivers this message to the people of Israel and to their credit, their hearts are moved towards God into action. The Israelite leaders and and people obeyed the word of the Lord, refocused and began to rebuild the temple. And it isn't until after they set their hearts upon God that the Lord affirms their decision with another message from Haggai. And this one was really simple, but profound. I am with you. I am with you. Now, I would love to tell you that the end of this story is that everything was happily ever after. I would love to tell you that the people of Israel didn't blow it again, but I can't because they do, which is why we all need Jesus, right? But the point I want to drive home today is that as we begin to rebuild our lives from this pandemic, let's not forget that what we build our lives upon matters. Let's not go back to normal because if you really think about it, I mean like really, really think about it, normal was not all that great. Let's partner with God to build the future that he has in mind, to build the future kingdom of God on earth here and now. Let's build it for ourselves and for others because it will be better than any future we could design for ourselves. I guarantee it. I guarantee that with God set as the foundation of your life, your life will be anything but normal. And in case you thought this was some kind of like graduation speech where they read, oh, the places you'll go at the end, it isn't. Don't get me wrong. That story is inspiring. But sometimes we read that story over people like it's a for sure thing that they will have an exciting, fruitful future. But the truth is, I have plenty of friends from my graduating class that are still in my hometown, working a miserable job for not enough money, living for the weekend so that they can relive high school because it was the best normal that they ever knew. Oh, the places you'll go, they didn't go anywhere because they settled for normal. But this pandemic has presented us with a rare opportunity to start over. Because all of our rhythms have been disrupted. All of our normal has been disrupted. And that presents us with a beautiful opportunity to rebuild and to start over. 
much like the Israelites returning from exile, let's not settle for normal. With God as our foundation and partner, let's build the future that he has in mind. And as we choose to rebuild our lives in a blessable position on the foundation of God, God will bless us and he will declare that I am with you. I am with you. Jesus talked about building. He was a carpenter and he used this uh, parable in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. And it says this, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it will not collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and does not obey is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So what are you rebuilding your life on? What are you building the future on? Is it the solid rock, the bedrock? Or, or is it sand? Let's not settle for the normal that was in the past. Let's build the future in a blessable position on the foundation of God. We're going to talk more about how we begin to rebuild next week. And Brian Bell will be with you. And I know that he's going to have some practical steps for you. Let's pray. Father God, I pray, Lord, that, uh, that this message that I, I've, I've been waiting to preach for weeks, Lord, I pray, Lord, that this message sinks deep into the hearts of the listeners. I pray, Lord, that you would move us out of normal, that you would move us out of trying to reestablish our same old patterns from the past, Lord. Lord, but that you would give us courage to step into the future that you have in mind for us, Lord.
that we would partner with you and build our lives upon you. That we would remain in a blessable position. And not for our glory, but so that you may be glorified and that you may take pleasure in our lives. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.